1: From Barangaroo
0: Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
2: Welcome to the COB, all the stuff you need to know in the day in business and finance. I'm Carl water and I'm with Juliet Saleh, of course. Uh, Juliet, it looks like a pretty positive day. A lot going on in the earnings front, but I have a feeling that we have a certain company in the United States to thank for that.
0: Yes, indeed. NVIDIA, the chip maker, and it's all about AI as well, absolutely beating the street with about $2 billion more in quarterly revenue than what the market was looking for. So that has certainly seen shares soar in after hours trade. And of course, the uh, company CFO as well on the analyst call basically saying, look, there is just still so much demand. And in fact, they're more concerned about trying to meet the demand rather than the fact that there'd be a supply shortage of chips, which is a very fast, vast, I should say, turnaround from what we saw a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, trying to work up capacity. Incredible yeah. uh, set of circumstances, of course. Um, let's just uh, look how all that bullishness has manifested in our market today. And you can see there the CBO 200 finishing up 0.37% and not too far off the highs of the day. And uh, well, let's get across the three themes and really three companies that uh, have caught our eye. NVIDIA is the first one. I mean, it's almost become a a macro event, really, their their results. So it tells us a lot about obviously AI, the chip sector, the US economy as well, the global economy, too. Um, And it does augur well for the markets going into the end of the week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and Danny has written a really good piece on To The Moon about that, which we will be uh, showing as well a little bit later on. Let's look as well at Qantas because this was a really interesting one because Mm. a record profit, of course, we know travel demand is coming back but they're not actually paying a dividend, which has kind of disappointed a few in the market. There is a share buyback, but what they're doing is rewarding their customers, their frequent flyers, with a choice of either uh, status credits so that you can maintain your gold or platinum, whatever you are, or points so I think that's really interesting because I've read quite a few commentary out there that you know give me a dividend I don't really want these points that some people are having difficulty even trying to use
2: yeah okay so maybe trying to uh maybe buy back some brand equity there as well (laughs) amongst those who perhaps don't own the shares but do frequent the airline um and nine as well we had the um Good. Uh, Fortunate speaking with the CEO a little earlier, or at least Danny did. Mm. Um, Always interesting just to get a bit of a pulse check on the advertising landscape, the media landscape. Also a bit of a barometer of the consumer there too, I suppose.
0: Yeah, indeed. And she asked him about whether or not they would be trying to bid for for sports as well, particularly female sports. We know that Seven did really well on the back of Mm. having the Matildas. But they did cut their four-year dividend by 21%. So, again, blaming that tough advertising market.
2: (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Okay. So, uh, a few things to pick out there. Uh, let's um, just get across, of course, well, some of the sectors of the day, shall we? Yeah. And um, we'll start with media uh, off the back of, uh, naturally, uh, the, the, the uh, Channel 9 results. And uh, let's see if we can get uh, the movers up there. Nine up by that half a percent by the end of the day's trade. Uh, News Corp and O Media uh, also higher. Seven West uh, was that? I don't know if that went ex-div tonight. Today, that's a pretty big drop. Kind
0: of looks like a very big drop. So, I think that was the the reason behind that. Of course, it came through with its numbers last week. Looking at the the mining space as well, uh, we had a, a bit of mixed movement from the majors. BHP and the Red Rio up. Uh, Newcrest also looking pretty good. South Thirty Two came through with its numbers today, and then Fortescue just a little uh, weaker today. But really interesting that it's it's climbing back above that $21 share level.
2: Yeah, always trades at a pretty significant premium, but um, hasn't been below 20 bucks for a little while, even despite all these concerns around China. Um, worth noting there, as you did, uh, uh, Juliet, that new crest Mining, the gold miners performed reasonably well today. Uh, perhaps a little bit of an inverse play on that sort of yield story, which kind of the heat came out of that a little bit last night and also probably supported tech stocks in the US and, and here as well. Uh, but let's go across the telcos, shall we? Uh, Telstra continuing to grind lower, reported last week, um, I think we're both on air, Uh, to wrap that day's results up as well, where we were talking about just the disappointment, I think, around asset sales. So that's still manifesting in the share price, uh, but we can see, uh, well, Nine and sam news corp well, that's a bit of bit of a copy and paste job actually There.
0: yeah i thought i'd put the telcos in anyway
2: that's no, i think there's uh, a back a back office error, perhaps but uh <laughs> anyway let's go to the healthcare names now as well um and that's also fairly <coughs> mixed although it has to be said cochlear um after its results earlier on in the week uh, last week actually in fact still holding up pretty strong csl just uh hanging on at the bottom of the range there at about 260 bucks yeah. resmed in the meantime still in the wars
0: And Medibank Private was a big one today as well because it suffered that financial impact of $46.4 million due to the cyber attack that it experienced last October. So we were talking uh, quite a bit about that company earlier as well.
2: Yeah, indeed. And, uh, well, we can't not speak about, obviously, the embattled or maybe not so embattled Australian consumer holding up better than expected, perhaps, or at least that's what some of the companies uh, that we've heard from so far are suggesting. And, uh, well, LaVisa... Yep. It's our stock of the day.
0: It is a television anchors friend, I have to say. Those earrings, really? pretty good, pretty good price. Look good on air. Let's have a look at the stock of the day.
2: number <laughs> came in lower than expectations and I think it was that the trading update they gave for the first seven weeks of this year was quite a bit below expectations. Um, so that's going to see analysts downgrading their numbers for this year and um, softening that outlook. And part of that is the um, the store rollout seems to have come in a bit under and then the sales in the new stores are coming under. So they've actually had like negative like like sales growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go sell on LaVisa because I think it's still... Um, It looks expensive, even on
1: what will be rebased earnings forecasts. But cash is safety; shares are risk. So we did add some risk to this. It was the 21st, 22nd, so last couple of days, and then we got tagged today. So for people that do follow me, we know what we have to do now. There's there's no negotiation. It's just take our lickings and get out because the uh, candle that is created by today's uh, price move is uh, the opposite of what we want to see. So we would be what I call a zero risk position. That means we have no holding on LaVisa.
2: Okay, so that was Ben Clark and Kyle Kapalinga with their call on LaVisa there. And, uh, well, if nothing else, you don't like the stock. Apparently, the earrings aren't so bad. Maybe i will have to go out and...
0: <laughs> they also do free piercing, Kyle. If you're really? Interested. Yeah. Hey, um, pay for the earrings, to get a piercing for free.
2: Hey, if, you're, if you shout it, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, I wouldn't say no, <laughs> but um, let's get to our guest for the CRB today and Fraser McLeod from Shore & Partners is standing by. Uh, Fraser, great to see you there. Um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on LaVisa as a stock or a Levisa as a product. Um, what's the sort of general view around Shores potentially? Do, do you like, do you not like?
1: I remember the float of uh, of Lovisa and um and I'll tell you a little uh, story behind that as well so the um the, the visa is uh, is a high high margin business so just uh take that into account when you're you're buying the the jewelry at uh, where you think is a, is a cheap price um uh it's uh it's very popular amongst uh, the the youth of Australia um it's popular because they they regard it as uh almost a uh, disposable items and um and uh, I I would say that uh, that the anchors uh, of your show are are probably worth an awful lot more. I I sort of imagine you just wearing Gucci and that that was it. But um, uh, it as long as the management uh, just just keep that one in mind and uh, and uh, you know don't broadcast too much. I, I remember this a story from about uh, thirty years ago. Uh, there was uh, a very large chain listed um, on the uh, on the A market in London. Uh, They were one really the biggest retailer, uh, biggest jewelry retailer in the UK. And um, if you Google uh, doing a Ratner, they were called uh, Ratners and Gerald Ratner used to, uh, uh, he was the managing director of the business. And he he stood up one day in in front of the, the cameras at, uh, at, um, at what he thought was a, a private gathering, and he, he basically said that uh, the, the quality of the goods that we were selling was uh, was uh, was not very good at all. He used uh, he used a pretty descriptive term, and um, after that, the share price bombed and never recovered, and they had to rename the business. Um, so uh, yeah, just keep that in mind with uh, with Lavisa. They. Um, they make huge margins, and uh, and you don't have to pay a, a big price on it uh, at the very beginning. So, but uh, very popular amongst the youth, and um, yeah. you know, it's uh, in a in a uh, in a market that. Uh uh in the high street where people are uh, are watching the pennies that they spend, look at you know, they'll, they'll, they'll probably continue to do okay. Always uh always interesting to uh, around Christmas time to look at the uh the, the shopping bag index as well and just you know the, the people that count the, the, the level of the numbers of shopping bags that go past them they always do quite well. Mm. Um because you know you can you can tell what, what people are, are truly buying.
0: Yeah, it is for the fun stuff. I remember getting some Santa mm. earrings for Lavisa. You're not going to spend millions <laughs> on those, are you? Let's get more to enough. <laughs> Let's get to, to BHP. CapEx is back, you say. Um, mm. Why should we be looking more closely at BHP?
1: Look, I, I, I'm pointing out BHP because there's, this week, obviously, everyone knew that revenue was going to be down and pretty much in line, the revenue was down. So, the, you know, costs are up. And CapEx is back was really the, the two themes that, that we took away from it. And that, the, the big change there is that um, um, they're moving away from the culture that we all have got used to over the past few years, which was, yeah, we're not really going to invest in CapEx. What we're going to do. Is we're going to keep our shareholders happy, and we're just going to keep giving them that sugar rush because we're making lots of money. Uh, and here, have some money back. Here's a higher dividend, and here's lots of buybacks that we're going to be doing. And and you know, here's just cash, cash. Here, returning the cash to shareholders because we we don't have a better place to, to put it. That is changing. They they've they've, uh, they've now probably the, the, the dividend was a bit shorter than w- where people had expected, and um, the uh, you know a billion dollars of capex is 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 BHP committing to growth again. Um, so we. Like them for that I mean that, that needs to be done it cannot go on forever that uh, the that, that bhP and large mining companies around the world are under investing in what needs to be future demand uh, it's sensible um the question really is uh, for bhp is over well what do you what do you like the most about them and what do you dislike the most about them and how do you balance that out and, and really so it really just comes down to Two commodities. If if you if you like copper so much, then you'll put up with the iron ore. But if you dislike iron ore so much, you probably the the copper side of the business um, uh, just won't swing it for you. It's more difficult these days in order to get a single name exposure after BHP has bought um, Oz Minerals. So difficult for copper investors to get that clean exposure. You probably still keep them if you were if you were happy and uh, and believe that uh, the copper is the future, which which it is, um, but. Uh, we need to be very, very cautious on iron ore because uh, the uh, current prices, uh, the free cash flow yield on BHP for iron ore, uh, current prices of iron ore, is about 6%. If, if if iron ore goes to $85 a ton, then you know they're on a 4% free cash flow yield and uh, and it's looking a bit ugly. So uh, one to watch out for, a uh, good change of culture, but um, gee, you need the iron ore price to do okay from here.
2: The supermarkets, we had uh, both of them report this week and perhaps a little bit of, I think, what, shrinkflation might be back to some extent. Uh, do you have mm. a preference one over the other? And uh, well, what are they doing to us, um, giving us, uh, well, yeah. less for more,
1: perhaps? They mm. um, don't be giving, giving us less for more, but it, it, what certainly is happening, um, so it. it, it in theory, supermarkets should be a pretty safe place at this stage of the cycle within the economy so you know their uh, costs going up they can usually pass across and so inflation isn't a huge problem for these um non-discretionary retailers, especially on the supermarket level. Um, Woolworths worse we prefer because and, and are happy to pay that extra say for uh, P points for so it, it is a more expensive stock, but they've they've invested for the future a lot better than, than Kohl's have over the past five years or so. So they've got the digital platforms right. If you go into a, a new Woolworth store these days, the, the actual pricing of of the items is is electronic. You know they don't have people going round and and uh, and placing these uh, little paper tickets on on items anymore. It's a much more efficient operation. Bizarrely, um, whilst uh, costs are going up and labour has been a, a challenge really across the across the board for these supermarkets. Uh bizarrely, um the, the real shrinkage problem and which is basically theft or, or even organized gangs and coming and stealing uh because the, the you know the police have um have uh, are not going to get there on time. Um the, there is a culture nowadays of of organized crime going in and just you know ripping these um supermarkets off. Um that's that is very that's a, a big challenge. The numbers were absolutely huge and it's affecting the bottom line at Coles, perhaps less so within within Woolworths. So um Woolworths better digital. Um, uh, certainly uh, costs are going up, but they're able to pass across uh, the costs across. And uh, so Woolworths is just that little bit better all around, stick to the Woolies and probably no need to, to be holding both within portfolio. So um I'd say no on the calls and yes to Woolies
0: all right let's go back to the mining space uh of course in terms of paladin uh it's reporting earnings i think tomorrow but but what are you looking at there fraser
1: yeah it's a Earnings won't uh, won't be the big call. There there, there is no earnings. The 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 Lange Heinrich mine um, is uh, is is there, but it uh, it hasn't been switched on as of yet. So they're they're bringing it back online. What we the, the reason why Paladin is going up and it's up more than sixty percent over the course of the last couple of months. So uh, you know we're falling in love again. Many investors are with the stock and uh, and it's been a darling of the of uh, the of Sean Partners really for quite some time over the past couple of years. The the supply is becoming an awful lot less certain. And, and demand is becoming an awful lot more certain within the, the uranium environment. There's a couple of reasons that basically behind that. One of them is the decarbonisation story, and uh, uranium certainly has to, and, and nuclear power has to play a part in that globally. That's without a doubt. Um, uh, but the, you know, the, and the, the other reason is is just the, the ESG push. So, so um, it is seen as being a, a clean um, energy and um, and, a, and a cheap energy as well, and a very safe and reliable energy. So um, politically, we're probably going to be you know. It's going to take us a bit longer to, to even accept it within uh, within this um, country here in Australia. Uh, but that doesn't really matter at all from an investor's point of view. The other um, interesting stock to look at would be NextGen. Now they've got a secondary listing now here on the ASX, but their uh, their main listing is in Canada and also on the US market. Uh, they're building an enormous mine. Uh, they've Hopefully, we'll get the environmental approval and all that to, to build the the um, uh, enormous mine out in uh, in Saskatchewan, and um, and their costs are going to be very very low. There is the potential uh, once they build that mine that uh, there's an 11 month payback on their capital spend, which I haven't seen for I don't think ever before. Um, so you know, two really amazing stocks that, um, that in in what could be quite a dynamic market. It, it looks as if um, an awful lot is going right within that uh, within that space. Again, after probably a pretty neutral year over the course of the last 12 months.
2: Yeah, one imagines massive upside in that space if, uh, well, perhaps the, uh, well, legislative and political environment changes uh, in different parts of the world. But Fraser, really appreciate uh, getting you on today. Thank you so much for your insights, Fraser McLeod from Shoren Partners.
1: Good, old pleasure. Thank you.
2: Okie dokie. Let's uh, take a look at the leaders and laggards, shall we? Starting off with the leaders. The good news, of course, why is Tech bouncing back after yesterday's rinsing? that it took after its results. Uh, nothing can grow out of the sky, of course, Juliet. Um, but looking across the board, some gold names there. Life360 also bouncing
0: back as well. Yeah, that's an impressive near 5% gain there. And Q, how do you say that one? That's a, Good that's- question. That's a new one since I've come back to Australia. I don't know that stock, but uh, (laughs) up 4.6%. I'll go do some homework in a minute. Let's look at the laggards there um, as well. Ramsey Health. Look, this was another one that... uh, did come through with some earnings uh, I think that was a, a little bit of a, a disappointment there Insignia Financial I was talking on the small caps there to the CEO and that seemed to be the fact that the dividend was a bit of a disappointment perpetual also under pressure and then of course LaVisa we were talking about our stock of the day down by six point four percent
2: today Indeed. and uh, Ramsey Healthcare uh, cut its dividends by half so uh, mm. pretty brutal there also Costa group uh, disappointing results and a, a lot of investors concern there that it might throw this acquisition into some down so it's trading at about three dollars and 30 cents there uh leading into this result um a bit of a discount being backed in at least for the time being as we work out whether well it might shake the nerves if that's a private equity company looking to uh will take that off our market uh, but let's get across the leaders and like guys in the small cap space now uh meso a perennial mover uh at that end of the market up by a further 17 percent and for those uh, f- uh, for investors of, of the in that company a very strong week indeed um a few, an assortment of names there, uh, it has to be said, but let's put the lay guys in the small cat space. Um, and pulling back after what was a 96% rally yesterday, oh. is 40s memory, um, tried to get across that uh, news. It uh, was just seemed to be a very positive res- uh, response to yeah. it. Uh, 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 some results there, so just uh, volatile.
0: You, I don't think you continue to go up after a gain of that, do you? <laughs> you don't, you <laughs> don't double a every of, day, no. A little bit of uh, profit-taking, shall we say. Tambora and down 7%, PYC Therapeutics off 6.5%. Let's have a look at what we are going to be seeing in the US uh, session. Jobless claims data, always a really important um, prediction of, of how the market is going, what the Fed could be thinking going into Jackson Hole, and also durable goods orders, which is a really good pulse check of the overall economy as well.
2: Yeah, and uh, even uh, just to get a bit of a pulse check on one segment of the US consumer, Dollar Tree will also be fascinating. We'll wake up to that tomorrow morning, probably a little less eventful than this morning after NVIDIA's results. But nevertheless, still, US earnings season rolls on. Of course, it never seems to end. (laughs) Um, Let's go to what we are looking forward to tomorrow. And, uh, well, of course, it's... uh, the last call. Mm, um, my
0: very first last call. I'm excited about that. Yes,
2: and you're saying it's, uh, well, uh, perhaps uh, a nice novelty having a drink on air. Our-
0: yes uh, certainly never have done that in my life as the <laughs> first for everything isn't there but um we're also going to be talking to the west Farmer mm-hmm. ceo rob scott so that's going to be really interesting when it comes through with its earnings tomorrow and uh we're talking to fraser there about paladin it's coming out with its numbers linus also in the metal space and main pharma in the healthcare space among the other companies reporting tomorrow
2: yeah so well it's really uh through the uh, halfway point of this earnings season now another well, what do we call it, a super Thursday behind us today. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's kind of downhill skiing here. But uh, <laughs> if anything, uh, if this reporting period up to this point, is anything to go by, there's going to be some big hits and big uh, big misses tomorrow yeah. and uh, on to next week as well. But uh, yes. I digress just a little bit. We'll wrap it up there. I remember, you can catch up on all the news and interviews and everything else you need to know on our website and app. Otherwise, have a lovely evening and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning.
0: See you.